Hi there. Welcome to episode three of the last great Stanley Cup finals. As we review the 2011 Stanley Cup finals between the Vancouver Canucks and Boston Bruins on the 10 year anniversary of each game. On this episode, we are pleased to be joined by SYP creator, uh, my brother Neil McNaughton, to discuss the Bruins' 8-1 thrashing of the Canucks in Game 3 at TD Garden. While the conversation does go off the rails at some point, it's an awesome listen, and I'm glad we could get him on for an episode. Big thanks to Neil for taking the time to do this, and a big thanks to everyone who has taken the time to listen or watch. Enjoy! Episode three of the last great Stanley Cup finals. My name is Ian McNaughton. Joining me for this episode is my brother, Neil. Neil, how are you doing? Doing okay. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege and an honor. Well, I'm glad you can make it on. Um, we're discussing the 2011 Stanley Cup finals between the Boston Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks, the team on your hat. So you at least show some, uh, some interest level, some knowledge. Yep. Um, die hard. Die hard. When I talk, when I bring up the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals, what what's the thing that stands out in your mind the most from that series? The Bobby Lou posters. Yeah. Yeah, like you could see how tall you were. <laughs> like in the program, like when you got. No, that was that many people got. I don't know. I just remember other people had them, and I was jealous. Well, you know, when like when you go to Canucks, I don't know if they still do it, but like in the Canucks games where you, you got a program. Uh, it wasn't even, it was like a small, it was a smaller. No, you know the one I'm talking about. The fucking. Oh, the, oh, the poster. Oh, yeah. Life the size act- poster on the wall. You could measure up, like, how tall am I next to Bobby Lou? The, um, fit, not fan graphs. There's another term, but there's another mm-hmm. actual proper name for it. But anyway, so that's okay. So that's what you remember the most from 2011. Um, who's your favorite player among both teams? Uh, probably Maxim Lapierre. Oh, God. And, uh, Tim Thomas. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Do you like him for his political leanings? No, that was actually sad. Did you see what came out recently about him? No, I haven't. He's only just started, like, texting uh, people again. Like, he, he went totally off. Oh, I, yeah. He said it was due to brain damage. Yeah, he... So he, he reached out to, like, Tuka Rask and a few guys, but I guess he had, like, I don't know. I think uh, it was so damaged, like, a, I don't know what part, but a major part of his brain wasn't functioning the way it should have been. Yeah, he's, um, he's had, like, that was kind of, I think, part of the, like, his NHL career's demise was just, like, it, it seemed like he was bounced around from place to place. He didn't have any, like... Well, I think he suffered a big injury when he was in Florida after he yeah. left Boston. But, yeah, no, Tim Thomas would definitely be the memorable one for me. I was gonna, I was gonna say, he didn't... Part of it was just he didn't have the stable placehold like he did in Boston. No, he had bra- brain damage. Yeah. He, well, yeah, yeah. He, he took a hit to the head and he had brain damage. Yeah. So, um, let's go through Game Three. We're discussing the Bruins' eight-one victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Um, we'll go to the first period. We'll discuss the first. We'll go through each period. First yeah. period, no goals. It was tied nil-nil after twenty minutes. The big play from the first period was Aaron Rome's hit on Nathan Horton. Horton skated over the blue line. He already just, dis- you know, distributed a puck. And then Rome. Can jumped. you pull that up? I don't recall it. Yeah, I'll pull that up for you. Let me have a have a have a gander real quick. Sure, pull that up, Jamie. So, so let's let's see if we can show you the. Uh, Aaron Rome was the big bald fuck, right? 
Um, if that's how you want to describe him, no, I, I, he might have played on Montreal for a little bit, but anyway, so here's the hit coming up. <laughs> yeah, pull that back, Jamie. Yeah, we'll go back here, and uh, so you can see we can't obviously show it on the video, but here's the Horton hit as he's just going <laughs> over the blue line. So late. <laughs> a really, really bad hit. Um, let's see if we can try and slow it down if they'll show it to show the replay of it. It, yeah, Horton already distributed a puck like an extra second after. Is, is there an argument being made in hockey talking about the shoulder pads and their effects on hits like that? Because that's just brutal. Uh, no, there has not been, but it's interesting now when, uh, and like, like, like as we record this, you saw the Shifley hit the other yes, night on Jacob yeah. Evans in the Winnipeg Montreal series about just guys going out of their way just to smother dudes. Yeah, so, and that was the turning point in the, the, the game, if not even the series. Yeah, that's what a lot, of, when you ask a lot of Boston fans and a lot of Bruins writers, just got, like, that just got Brad and the boys fired up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It's like we're now playing for Nathan. This is yeah. now for Nathan. And so uh, Aaron Rome is obviously uh, he was reprimanded for that. Yeah. So pretty. So pretty much he got a five minute major interference, uh, ejected from the game. He got a game misconduct. Okay. Uh, he was handed a suspension, a four game suspension. So pretty much suspended for the rest of the series because this was game three. So yeah. he wasn't allowed to play in any – if there were going to be any more games, he wasn't allowed to play in any more games in the finals. That's tough for him, eh? What a mistake. That's a, a, a pretty bonehead decision uh, on his end. Also, did not help the Canucks considering that Dan, Dan Hamish was not playing because he injured himself. Um, somebody else injured himself. The Canucks were low on D. Like, they were, they were getting to, like, the – the seventh, eighth D-men on the team. Oh, geez, so yeah, they're stretching out. Stretching it out, and then Aaron Rowan's just like, let me just hit this dude late as he's coming over the blue line. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Um, second period is when we finally got some scoring. We got Andrew. Oh, fucking Rafi Torres, too, man. He, I take that back. He was probably my favorite. Yeah, I'll Rafi yeah, Torres. I'd have to be. We discussed in the second episode of, of the series about how, you know, if Rafi Torres and Maxi, because they're on the same line together for the Canucks, but like 10 years ago, right? Oh, wow. If they were on the same line in 2021, how many games would it be until one of them was either A, suspended, B, both of them suspended, or C, just any supplemental discipline whatsoever? If I'm not, I mean, I am probably mistaken that like Rafi Torres wasn't quite as offensively uh, talented as Zach Cassian, but was he not kind of Zach Cassian before Zach Cassian? Cassian, I think it's more skill. Yeah, Tor- but, but Torres, he still put up a few points. He got a, he got a few goals. I pulled the stats, Jamie. So Rafi, I inform myself mid podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, Rafi Torres, we'll pull up his uh, his uh, hockey DB for you. So pretty much all the uh, yeah okay so oh that was the AHL yeah he's still had a forty-one point season with the Oilers that's decent uh, but when he's when the time came to play with the Canucks he twenty-nine points he had just one season with the Canucks and fourteen goals though anyhow so there's your Rafi Torres yeah, stats okay. updates uh, but we go to the second period uh, Boston gets four goals in a period Andrew Ference gets on the score sheet. Mark Recchi gets a power play goal. Brad Marchand scores shorthanded, a beautiful shorthanded goal. I could, I could pull that up. Yeah, if you like. look at that. Uh, Marchand with the beautiful shorthanded goal. 
Um, Short-handed goal. Uh, yeah, here it is. So this is the short the shorty from Marchand. So he obviously picks the pocket so one of the Canucks throws it off ooh, the boards, ooh. gets around the other guy, patiently wow, waits. That's and, pretty piss poor goaltending there from Bobby Lou, but a nice finish nonetheless. I the whole play I thought was nice with Marchand, you know, like the whole like stealing yeah, the guy on the good sequence. Good sequence. Reminds me of myself that one game in juvie. This Neil's juvie section of the podcast. Realistically, we should get Corey on here to like review goalies. <laughs> He'll probably just go off about how bad Jordan Pickford is or somebody like that. That'd be funny. Um, so yeah, Marchand gets the shorty. That's the third goal of the game for the Bruins. And then David Krejci gets the fourth goal for the Bruins in the uh, in the in the second period. Um, that's probably when you need, like probably the Marchand goal when it's three nothing. And they score on, on the shorty. Like that's when you, I think, knew if you were a Canucks fan that this game's probably out of reach. You're probably not coming back down three nothing. Well, I guess now you're just trying to salvage it before really things. You're trying to salvage it because it's a playoff series. You don't really want to lose a game eight one. But uh, I don't know. The third is when everything just falls apart. For the Canucks, the Bruins get four more goals, including a Daniel Paye shorthanded goal. Yannick Hansen gets on the board for Vancouver, so at least they're not shut out in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Mark Recchi gets his second of the night. Chris Kelly gets a goal for the Bruins. And then uh, Michael Ryder tops it off with a power play goal with about 30 seconds left to go in the game um, to really just, you know, stick it to the Canucks. on ho- Yeah, pretty much on home ice uh, in game three to cut the series uh, to a 2-1 deficit for the Bruins. Uh, total penalty minutes in the game. I want to see if I can uh, find that for you about PIM. But there was a lot, especially in the third period. There, there was some a, fights in the third, I presume, eh? Uh, do you want to see You want to see if I can just pull that up for you and you can well, just... No, no, the hockey fights are usually pretty boring, really. Hockey fights? You know, hockey fights aren't much different than basketball fights, really. Like, they get a couple shots in, maybe. But most of the time, they they just miss. What do you think the actual percentage would be? Like, what? shots landed with shots thrown? Um, I feel like it'd be pretty piss poor. I can't imagine. It's they good. shouldn't be allowed to grab each other's jerseys in fights is really what should should not be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed to grab the jersey? Yeah, no. It's like, uh, you got to get the BX to Superman punch. Actually, he might have had his hand on his jersey when that happened. I can't recall. Yeah, that 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 might have been, that might have been the case. Um. Yeah, I can't pull up the actual uh, brawls or fights. Well, regardless, they fought. That was that. They fought. A lot of penalty minutes. A lot of misconducts. Um. So the Bruins again, they got their first win of the series. They won eight-one. Um. Overall thoughts on this game. Just you could either say from a Boston perspective, from a Vancouver perspective. Um, well, I mean, I guess maybe it was because we were, I don't know how you put it, like we weren't Canucks fans, so I can definitely remember bugging people at school about it who were Canucks fans because everybody was a Canucks fan, yeah, and I didn't really care one way or the other. I remember, uh, what was it there, but just kind of being a little bit happy to see oh, an 8 1 win, like maybe we do have a series on our hands. I, 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 we, we, we talked about it on earlier episodes about how like 
if you go back and you look like the Canucks won a pre- president's trophy, best record in the league. They've been doing really well in, mm-hmm. in the postseason. Isn't that a thing too? Didn't they touch it or something? So everyone got all pissed. Uh, no, I don't think either team touched their uh, their conference trophies. When you yeah, you have the yeah. Wales or the Campbell, and you're not okay. supposed to touch. I don't think either one of them. I haven't gone back and checked, but I don't think either one of them did. Um, okay. It, it, I was gonna say what I remember from from Game Three was just the kind of the the highs and lows of confidence where the cannot like. Like Canucks fans thought they were gonna, you know, win this series with ease. It seemed like going up against Boston. What were the scores from the first two games? Uh, one nothing for the Canucks in Game One, and then three two in overtime in Game Two. Okay, so I don't know if they necessarily say they were confidently gonna win it, but they definitely did have confidence behind them. Yes, and that's only a two goal difference in two games. That's pretty feasible. And then, well, well, we we will discuss this later on because you wanted to talk about this because the goaltending battle. Was obviously pretty magnificent. Evident, was it was pretty evident in game one and two, uh, between like one nothing and three two overtime. It's not quite well, as notable noticeable in the one game. Well, see that was the thing is I noticed uh, just briefly glancing at the stats from the game, the Canucks had forty one shots on goal. They had three more shots on goal than the Bruins. Yeah. Timmy fucking Thomas stood on his head like, oh, it was it, beautiful. I don't know what happened to Bobby Lou. What did he get pulled in the fourth or fifth? Uh, I can pull that up. I can't remember for sure. But I mean, you know, They're, like it, no, uh, he played. He, yeah, he played the uh, the full sixty. Yeah, they Patrick Wadham, eh? Pretty much they Wadham. Yeah, nice, Elaine. Uh, no, yeah. So I'd say Luongo. I mean, obviously the scenarios are probably different, but I mean, like same amount of penalty minutes, same amount of shots. Um, the face the Canucks won ten more faceoffs than them. So I don't really understand. I mean, I'd have to watch the game, obviously, but it sounds to me like Bobby Lou let us all down. I well, I think part of it too is just the momentum swing for the Bruins after the Horton hit, where the Bruins were just like, "Yeah, we're just, we're gonna beat you." Yeah. Like, Maybe is that is that what happened? All the Canucks guys were like, "Man, we feel bad. You guys have this one." <laughs> Sorry, man. Aaron shouldn't have done that, man. We don't even like him, man. <laughs> This is a mistake. We'll gift you this one. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting when we talk about game four. And, uh, you know, because then the Bruins won four nothing. And then you know, like, what is, I think, I bet you Bobby Lou fucking bet on it. He, he, probably, so? he probably looked at the odds and said, damn, man. Like, if I take the Bruins money line in this yeah, game. <laughs> we're, we're up two right now. It's 75% chance of winning the series. What, who's his brother he played poker with? Well, I went to Vegas. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about Stanley that. Cup bonus. <laughs> <laughs> um, he looked at it. He said, "How much do I get on the bonus winning the cup compared to if I bet on the Bruins winning? I'll give up eight. They probably tried to pull him. He said, "No, no, guys, no, no, leave me in." <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I want, got this. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want Corey coming in here and fucking it up for us. Can I just say I was gonna save this for later on, but I'll say I'll I'll talk about this now. Um, what what was longer, uh, or the Corey Schneider play more minutes in this series, or did the Canucks lead this series more? So so Schneider's time on ice was it high, low, greater or lower than the, the actual Canucks lead, like time with the lead, time with the lead. I'm gonna assume 
I'm going to assume that it captured the lead. It was not. It was Corey Schneider had played 60 minutes. He played Did, almost played the first two games. Luongo. And Schneider still fought. Wow. Bobby Lou bet on the series. You heard it here first. The actual time that the Canucks led it. Hey, what do you call a guy with a rubber toe? <laughs> Roberto. Uh, do you want to get into any of the other, like, I have some other, like, best moments of the game. Yannick Hansen with a fairly clean hit on Thomas Calverley. Uh Tim Thomas stopping Mason Raymond after a beautiful toe drag. That doesn't say drag in my nose, but that's okay. Uh, I, I thought Marchand's uh, shorthanded goal was a, was one of the Dave Bolin best moments of the game. I put Dave Bolin. It's either Bolin or Maxine Talbot. I just have Bolin because those guys, obviously, the peak of their career was yeah, in, yeah. A, in, a, in a finals game. Um, was a guy, I mean, I thought the, the, the fight, the conflict was what made this whole series, and, and like especially this game, really good was just the conflict, the animosity, oh, which yeah, you don't well, see. You can't write a story much better than that big, massive hit. The guy leaves, you know, brain damage that'll affect him after his playing career. Yeah, that's really We come back and win the cup for him. Yeah, that was really too bad with Nathan Horn, too. Where he, he didn't just, play much after that. No, he? he never was the same after that. Uh, Aaron Rome was suspended four games. Yeah. Although so I don't really charged. Although I don't know if assault. I don't know if Aaron Rome actually got a whole, like, that's actually a, a fun thing I can search up. It's just like, who played more games after that? <laughs> Nathan Horn or Aaron Rome? Well, it's amazing even just looking at some of these names, how, how much more physical guys used to be even 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, you don't have a lot of players like that on the team now, do you? No, especially nowadays where, like, you know, hockey, like, analytics have gotten into hockey where it's like, we need three scoring lines and then maybe one physical line. Whereas back in the day, like, you could have, like, two scoring lines and, like, your third line was your checking line. Yeah. Or, you know, top, a lot of your top six forwards could bring a lot of grit and physicality as well, like the Jerome McGinley's of the world, right? Yeah. But, now, like nowadays, it's all pretty much just skill, cycle, getting pucks on net. It's not quite the same as it used to be, but that's why. That, well, that's why I want to talk about the series and just how, like, especially this game. It's just the animosity, the conflict, um, the hatred. Like by the time, like after game three, it's like, okay, we got ourselves a series on hand because these guys hate each other. Well, yeah, and they end. That was where the, I guess this is where the rivalry between the teams uh, arose. The the incidents you can look on, what I, I think the Burroughs biting incident. I think Milan, like Lucic scoring in Vancouver in game two. Being, being from Vancouver being from as Van- well. He, he oh. Vancouver giant. Yeah. Like yeah. all, like all, like that sort of. Yeah. There was definitely a rivalry there that went on for a few years afterwards, even. Yeah, and he, you know, felt disrespected because he thought the Canucks should have drafted him, and they didn't, and he went to go play in Boston and all this sort of stuff. And then game three, the Horton hit, I think, was another factor in just these two teams just butting heads. Quite a few things at play. Yes, quite a few things at play. Um, I have Steve Smith's worst moments of the game. Steve Smith was, I don't know if you know, the guy from the Edmonton Oilers who put the puck in his own net. Uh, in a playoff game against the Flames and cost them a uh, cost them a series. No, I had no idea. Anyways, you oh can, no, I think I have maybe. You probably was seen that it. Gretzky days. Yeah, Gretzky days, yeah. like back in the eighties. Yeah, okay. Uh, back when there was no advertising on the boards. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I have, there's, so if you look at the overhead camera at TD Garden, they show it a bunch of times on the NBCP. There's a whole bunch of flies flying around. And it's just like, you can tell it's a summer day and it's hot. It's just annoying seeing a bunch of flies flying around when it's supposed to be a hockey game. And I don't like the flies interrupting the camera, but you know, that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the other thing that reminded me of was, uh, yeah, 1988 Stanley Cup Finals between the Bruins and the Oilers. So basically they had to cancel the game that was at Boston Garden which I believe was game four because of fog. Like the fog was just so bad oh, in, yeah. in the arena that like even the players tried to like get yeah. rid of it with towels and it just wasn't going to go away. So then they played the rest of the series in Edmonton and the Oilers won the cup. So. Oh, okay. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was 88. Then there was another thing with uh, a power outage at the Boston Garden. Okay. So this is like the old garden. This isn't, yeah. like, this isn't a new garden. This is like where, you know, the old floor at the Boston Garden, which apparently just used to be like absolute shit by the time they left. And the and the, the, the board, ice, the ice was well, confused. the court with the, the Celtics. Yeah. And then the ice, so they actually had a smaller configuration for the garden. Okay. Like nowadays, every ice rink is like 200 by 85 feet. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off. How does this per- pertain to the 2011 finals? Oh, I'm just talking about like going going back to like other stadiums, like Boston Stadium issues. Okay, but it's not even TD Garden. Uh, no, this is the old Boston Garden. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let me just go on my like. Yeah, you do you, brother. Let me just go. This is my podcast. No, <laughs> but um, do you have any uh, garden memories <laughs> in Boston? Oh, was it Danny Ainge just quit the the Celtics? Because they stepped on the leprechaun and he got pissed. And he's like, what the heck, man? He's like, I can't connect to the players anymore. They don't care about the... <laughs> you think Danny Ainge is a nationalist? <laughs> I'm probably going to clip that and post that on the, uh, on the SOIP Instagram. Um, Danny Ainge, he adventures players if they don't eat Lucky Charms. <laughs> Trade them if they're the wrong Irish. <laughs> How do you spell your last name? <laughs> I'm glad the Bruins aren't like that. The Bruins are just, you know, eat the lunch out of the pail, drinks a beer after work. Well, yeah. I was going to say, most Boston people don't play hockey but, uh, compared to basketball. But, uh, There's probably some truth to that. Um, privileged sport. I mean, that I mean that that was kind of my uh, take on the old school garden, the new school garden. Why is it? Well, why is it Toronto Dominion Garden? Why is it TD? I get that it's sponsorship, but why would you want the Toronto? Uh, Dominion? I was gonna say, who, who owns TD? Is it not an American company, probably? Uh, I thought it was Canadian, but I'm going to... Well, it probably was at one point, but, like, well, you know. Canadians don't own anything now. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Canadians uh, don't own Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this is just getting political. Um, <laughs> I, I can't find anything. Their headquarters are in Toronto, but I can't find... Maybe they're Canadians. What, it is one of the two big five... Ba- okay, that doesn't make any sense, Wikipedia. Tabarnak. <laughs> Yeah, one of the two uh, big five banks in Canada. Fair enough. Um, so back to 2011. That's uh, uh, the, the other, topic at hand. Other worst moments from this game. Uh, I have the Rome hit 
on Horton. That's also a really bad moment. Just mm-hmm. dirty hit. Mm-hmm. Could have been avoidable. It's changed the series and the history of the Canucks. Uh, the other thing I have was a, a, bur- a parents' stripping penalty. Um, don't guys know to just, you know, not trip other players? <laughs> how, how menacing of him. I know. Um, I also who's, uh, have, who's coaching the Bruins? Claude Julian. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the Canucks had Elaine. Elaine Vigneault. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, uh, who, GM of the Bruins at the time was Peter Shirelli. That means anything to you? Martin Shkreli? Nope, not okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, another another uh, category I have is Pierre Maguire slash NBC Mike Jacks. Yes. And this is all uh, some of the stuff that they said during the game. I haven't Everybody's been... ticked off at everybody else. <laughs> yes. Memories. Okay. That's progress made, and then there was none. I've been in meetings like that, though not at this network. <laughs> <laughs> this Doc Emmerich guy is pretty funny, actually. Yes, Doc Emmerich really good. That would make Tim Wakefield awfully proud. That thing was knuckling from about 60 feet to 60. <laughs> <laughs> These Boston commentators are awesome. They're, the, they're just the American national. American man. Yes. Uh, I figured any time you could get, like, a, a meetings joke, especially in today's world, about meet, having to meet online and a take Tim Wakefield comment into a – into a game, I, I think you're doing really well. Well, those are three. I mean, it, that's the thing is you only get three, right? So that's a bit tough. I only got, I, don't know, I think for myself personally, that's probably my biggest, um, uh, how'd you put gri- it? Gripe with, yeah, yeah, my biggest gripe, my biggest, um, peeve with uh, with sports is the commentating. Like, it's so brutal to watch. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't support Don Cherry. I don't think that he's really the way to go either. He's a bit boring and, you know, senile, but you need some entertainment. Get PFT commentator <laughs> on a game. Um, well, now the, Liven it up a bit. Well, now the NHL is going to TNT, right? The NHL is going to TNT. Yeah, I see Stephen A. Smith talking about it. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about Stephen A. Smith covering hockey? Not for me. I don't like Stephen A. Smith. No, okay. Anything. Well, he does a decent enough job, I guess, well, right? Well, now Gretz is going to be apparently like covering games on TNT. Gretzky, yeah, he's that's one that's, of the dopiest people to listen to. Why would anyone want to? No, that's talk? that's what they think. He, they think he's going to be great on American television. They think he's well, going to he, he fit. He he's just like everybody else that does it. Uh, no, he'll be so boring. He'll be great. So boring. Uh, that's why I wanted to pick the NBC feed, by the way, because I like Doc Emmerich and I like Eddie Olszewski and Pierre Maguire. There is a um, thing in game two about how they're they're promoting the uh, rugby sevens collegiate championships on NBC. Okay. Uh, in, in game two, so this was on like again ten years ago, and this yeah. was on NBC. So they're doing a promo, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, Pierre Maguire just said about how you know rugby has some weird positions. There's a guy called a hooker, and he plays on the outside, <laughs> which is not true at all. Hookers are on the inside, anyways. But he just—I know—he just wanted to say that during the game, yeah. during because they're doing the promos. Like this yeah. is the one thing I know about rugby. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> there, there's mo- a lot more I could talk about, especially when you get to the fights, and especially when you get to some of like the uh, yeah. stuff in the therapy. But that's all the stuff I could like fit in at this in the time frame but well, i think the biggest problem is i think commentating is definitely an old boys club for sure yeah i think it's problematic like these guys take themselves too seriously that fuck they don't talk like that 
you know, if they were watching the game. Well, the other thing that they've had, we've had discussions about in hockey, or at least um, Elliot Friedman, who is a, like Sportsnet Insider, okay, who's like you know down on like if you watch the NBA on TNT, right? Yeah. Like Shaq has no idea who the ninth man for the Grizzlies is. Nobody yeah. knows. But if you get a fourth liner wrong on the Anaheim Ducks, then you're a fucking idiot, and you get told that in the comment section for a whole day, yeah. and it's just like. That that that's the difference between like the hockey community compared to like the basketball community. Well, but the thing is, is I guess how do you put it? Like, there's humor in that. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a certain realness to like it's there's a certain lightheartedness to to the to the basketball commentating. You know, Terry Rozier. <laughs> it's fun. It's meant to be fun. The hockey guys, it's not fun. It's just boring. But what what about? Um... Uh, Jack Edwards, who's the actual Bruins local guy, who just like says some of this. He's the probably stuff. decent in Boston. He, local very, guy. very Homerish. Very like this guy's a wimp when he's talking about to another guy, like another team's player who won't get up after a hit. <laughs> well, get up! That's the way it ought to be. Like when they're doing the what do you call it? They're singing the national anthem. I want the commentator to scream "fight." As well, you know what I mean? The American national anthem. I think it's just an everything. I don't know how many people well, it should like. should be a universal thing, I think. But maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, um, any other hot... I t- apologize. I don't know fuck all about the 2011. No, no, no. This is a good, this is a really good podcast. Worst possible guest. No, this is a really good podcast. But do you have <laughs> any other thought? Do you remember the CBC guys? Uh, Scott Oak, who like is now... Scott Oak, yeah. He's doing Sportsnet stuff now. Jim Houston, Craig Simpson. You remember those Is there guys? a single guy that commentates sports that's under... Let's be nice and even say under 40. There's a couple of guys that you wouldn't like. Joe Davis is a guy I like who works for Fox in the States and he does like college football, baseball, yeah. some golf content. Um, it's another sport that should be banished. Um, <laughs> no. It, so many. Yeah. Anyhow. No other. The worst possible guy to have a, a sports podcast, period, probably. Uh, any other notes on uh, broadcasters, hockey broadcasters, hockey, hockey, ho- hockey commentators? Did Joe Buck commentate hockey? Because uh... that's a guy that they need to get doing everything and let him loose. Don't give him any, any <laughs> don't give him, a, you know, uh, what are you, don't give him any, any, hey, Joe. This is what we're pushing in today. Let him run wild. No scripting. Well, I've told you my idea. He, um, I think his dad used to call hockey back in the day, but they got him like as a special guest appearance at a Blues game because he's from St. Louis. Oh, yeah. They got him as a special, like he got the like. Did he played baseball. Joe Buck, he played baseball. I think he played baseball. Yeah. Not as a player, but I, like not major league. Like I don't no. think, like he got like maybe Look college. Out. Jamie. I'm going to pull that up. Um. I've told you my idea. I think it would be great for hockey is if you put the NHL on HBO. You should put the finals on HBO or Netflix or just something where the commentators oh, are Oh, Joe allowed. Buck's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, who's the guy you're thinking who's of? Who's the uh, Blue Jays commentator with the fucking white hair? Buck Martinez? Buck Martinez. Get him doing it? He's awesome. He used to play a catcher for the Blue Jays. That's okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. He would be really yeah, no, commentating. I don't know if he's done hockey. Commentating the sport sucks, I think, all around. They're all a bunch of bums. They're boring as hell and take themselves way too seriously. Just so, about every single one of them. But you like to take the Tim Wakefield comment. Yes. The Tim Wakefield comment's good. That Doc Emmerich guy, he, he's, he's got potential, I reckon. He's retired. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> like, even, even these like these sports shows, they're they're, they're exactly like the same thing as any, every other mainstream media, where it's just like controversial opinions. Have you seen the clips of like Stephen A. Smith flip flopping back and forth just to say whatever is more controversial? No, but that's how those sports shows do. It's the same. It's the same as these shows. Well, right? no, when you go to like the when you do like the the morning meeting or whatever, when you do the planning for the show or like the prep show or whatever for the actual yeah. show, where it's like, okay, whose side are you on this time? Like, what side are we each taking this time? Yeah. And that goes for like hockey. That yeah. Goes so for... like it, it's it's just a shame. I don't know. It takes away from it. it takes away from it for me. Um. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you wanted to go off on the goaltending one more time about the, the Tim Thomas, t- Thomas, and or Luongo, if you want yeah. to talk about those Bobby guys. Lou. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Do you think Luongo was even that good of a goalie? Yeah, you got to give him his credit. Yeah. Did he win a Vesna? I he? don't think he did. No. No, surely. Surely he won one. You know the Canucks are still paying a salary. That's awesome. Um, excuse me, six seven. Getting six point seven million too. Uh, I don't know if he's still. Getting, I, I think he actually is still getting that. Canucks are paying some of that, and Florida still paying some of that. Uh, he won a gold medal in twenty ten, by the way. <laughs> Gabernak, awards and achievements. He did not win a Vesna. No, he didn't. That's a William and Jennings. And Jennings is like the statistically best goalie. So how do you win that and not win the fucking Vesna? The Vesna is voted on. How do you win statistically bet? Wow, that's shocking. Yeah, hockey awards are uh, stupid. By the way, other uh, other the whole thing's stupid. Other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, do you who jersey did you prefer, the Canucks or the Bruins jerseys? Canucks. Canucks. You Canucks like definitely better better looking jersey. Better looking jersey. The Bruins, there's a lot of stuff going on, like with the stripes at the top and then at the bottom. Yeah, it's black and yellow, not the nicest of colors. Mm, okay. Um, Plus, they don't have a fucking whale on them, do they? Or a logger. Is is Finn your favorite mascot? <laughs> Sorry, what? Is Finn your favorite mascot? Uh, it'd have to be Yuppie. Yuppie? Yuppie. Yuppie. That's a good one. Yuppie. Yuppie rocks. Yeah. I think they should bring back the whale. They aren't going to be able to have the logger as much longer with all this old growth conversation going about. <laughs> they probably have to scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Finn's still at games. That'd be awesome if they had a logo with like a logger just cutting down, a, like in the act of cutting down a tree. What is it, Johnny Canuck? That's what he's called. Yes, but yeah. like they actually have Finn. Finn's actually still banging a drum. But. No, but I mean, like they should go back to those those really disgusting jerseys everyone hates with like the dark blue and. Oh, the, those ones. Yeah, they tried to do like the the uh, retro jersey this year that just looked horrible. The black one. Yeah. They did a miserable job, but no, no, no. They tried to put the take the whale, redo those like late oh, late nineties, early two thousand. Oh, the ones. green and blue one, yeah. like the reverse yeah, retro, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're terrible. Uh, but you, so you think that the the logo should be but just Marcus like, Naslin was in his prime. Those are the jerseys I want. Market prime Marcus Naslin. Prime Marcus Naslin. But you think the new logo should just be a guy cutting yes, down old growth. <laughs> <laughs> with a specifically old growth on the tree <laughs> like just labeled old growth in canucks colors well no, they'll have like um and then they can sell, sell no, the lumber for way too much they'll have like a uh they'll have a um uh, what do you call it they'll have like um some environmentalist like on the other side <laughs> getting squashed by the tree that's how you'll know it's old go old growth. They'll be chained to the tree and then just get crushed. Um, so <laughs> the uh, 
So the, again, the, the, the go back to what we were talking about. The Bruins won 8-1 game three, 2011 Stanley Cup finals. Uh, final thoughts, final hot takes, takeaways, notes uh, before we sign off here. Um, please don't take anything I say seriously. Yeah, okay. That, that you should, I probably should have given that warning at the beginning. <laughs> Clarification. Um, who do you think wins this series? <laughs> <laughs> I think Brad Marchand hoist the cup, baby. <laughs> baby. Timmy T. Timmy fucking T. Do you have any desire to go to Boston or see Boston? Love to see Boston. Love to see Boston. By the Actually, way, to be honest with you, I don't I just like to play, Um, I'd like to go and play chess for some of the street hustlers in Boston. Have <laughs> you ever seen some of those guys? Yeah, Eugene. The great, oh, what the hell's his name? The great Cardellini or whatever. <laughs> Did you see that comment that Ainge made the other day? Because Kyrie was talking about coming back to Boston. He's like, I hope there's no racist things or anything like yeah. negative said it in Ainge. He's like, that's really weird because I've never heard anything racist in my 25 years of being in Boston. And then everybody was just like, have you been plugging your ears for 25 <laughs> years, Ainge? Like, have you ever been to Boston? <laughs> I was afraid he didn't get canceled after that one. <laughs> you said controversial stuff for a few years. It just kind of gets blown under the rug. Yeah. Water under the fridge. <laughs> That's game. That's episode three of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we will have episode four coming out for you on June 8th. You know, I can't believe this is the first time I've been on the podcast. You bring me on. You're going to get on I more. Know, I know fucking nothing about. You're going to be on more. We're going to have you on more podcasts. Yeah. We're still waiting for you to find your creative outlet with us at Seeker Peas. And... You know, I think it's get me on when you start talking about the Jags. I'll bring up my my. Is that who you're bandwagoning for this year at the Jags? Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow have done terrible, terrible things and covered it up. But so you're not rooting for the Jags? No. Okay. I just don't want to talk about football. I want to talk about the off off the field antics. <laughs> is Tim Tebow evangelical or what? no? You sure? This is the podcast. Thank you very much for <laughs> sure. listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again. <laughs>